0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, it's Emmanuel. Before we get to this episode, it's important that you know that Unassociated is a 501c3 nonprofit, and besides being empowered by God to create content and experiences that help young people discover their identity in Christ, we rely on the generous donations of our supporters. If at any time during this episode you feel led to partner with us in our mission, please go to wwwun donate and make a one-time donation or subscribe to provide automatic monthly donations. This ministry has big plans for 2024 and the journey starts now with your help. In absence of financial donations, we would appreciate your prayer and continual engagement in what we do regardless. Feel free to spread the word about unassociated to your family, friends, and church family as well. And a huge thank you must go out to all the folks that have already began partnering with us and have been praying and supporting us thus far. We are excited for what God has planned next like our poetry jam returning once again to los angeles february 3rd 2024 hope you all enjoy this episode good morning ladies and gentlemen all over the world good morning it it is monday here on, on church confessions Up. he will direct your path so what's there to fear again Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessors podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hekke. Um thank you for coming back. Thanks for, you know, coming back to this week. I'm a little I'm a little jittery, I'm a little nervous because we got a guest today, so. You know i'm normally in my room by myself but now i got a little audience so i get a little nervous when i speak in front of people but we're working on it um but today is going to be a really special episode because like i said we have a guest and also this guest is someone who god has used to bless my life a lot um and you know transversely i guess he's also used this man to really bless a lot of you guys because i've 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 probably recorded i think three episodes now inspired by the blog posts that this guy has created um and I, i'm just very excited to have him here before i introduce him i just have to remind you all that the reason you know for this episode and why this episode is also special is because we are doing our men's month it's the first time that we've ever done men's month And we're really dedicating this entire month to redefining manhood and reestablishing the definition of manhood based on the Bible, based on the word of God. Um, And I think that a really big thing that has been, you know, holding men down and holding men back and consequently holding this world back has been, of course, our sin, but a particular sin of pride. And you guys have listened to the episodes where I talked about pride. I rambled about pride. um, And most of it came from God using this blog post on desiring God. So it only made sense for when we're going to do another episode on pride in the context of manhood that I would have um, Mr. John Bloom join us. He is the author of um, the blog post uh, laying lay aside the weight of pride, lay aside the weight of uh, low self image. Those are the blog posts that I've actually had on this, uh, talked about on this uh, podcast. But he's actually accumulated over, you know, 750 articles on Desiring God. He is the co founder of Desiring God and former executive director of Desiring God as well. Um, now he's a teacher. He is the husband of Pam. He has five adult children. And yeah, he's also the author of four books. So this guy's been very busy. Um, The four books are Nothing Not by Sight, um, A Fresh Look of Old Stories of Walking by Faith. Um, The second book is Things Not Seen. The fourth book is Don't Follow Your Hearts. These are all 35 devotionals, um, books full of 35 devotionals um, to really help you get closer to God. And the last one he actually wrote very recently is True to His Word, which is 100 devotionals about God's faithfulness. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on this show um it's a pleasure to have you
1: it is a pleasure and an honor to be here thanks Emmanuel
0: no thank you thank you um I am very excited for this conversation because you know God has given you a lot of experience in this topic um and he's also given you a lot of wisdom on this topic and I think it's going to be very impactful for everyone so um yeah, John. I mean, maybe you can give us your background. I kind of gave them your Bible. Maybe you can give us your background and and what you want people to know about you before we get into the conversation.
1: Well, the first thing I would want them to know is that uh, just because I've written on pride doesn't mean I don't battle it mm. or that I'm you know like have it mastered. So I'm not speaking um, to to you uh, and uh, anybody else as as some kind of a of a guru yeah almost every, everything i write just about um has more or less connections to me personally i mean they're they're, they're coming out of my own wrestling my my own um uh dealing fighting with sin so yeah. when it comes to pride you know the, the the pride of low self-esteem and the pride of high self-esteem so it, which would be you know the the kind of the way pride manifests in strength and weaknesses yeah that's all coming out of my own experience yeah it did not just my own it comes out of scripture and it comes out of a lot of observation that you accumulate over the years but um but anyway i'm just a fellow s- s- struggler so yeah. you know we're, we're we're here to mutually encourage each other's faith Facts. and um and help each other walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And so that's the first thing I'd say. Um, The second thing I'd say is, is that, um, you know, my primary calling in in life is uh, as a husband and as a father. And so um, Pam and I've been married for 35 years. And so we've walked together and that means she is a saint. She is she is the closest thing to a saint i know (laughs) i mean in terms of the way we think of saints Um, uh, she is remarkably patient and gracious and so i've learned a lot about pride by watching her humility watching Mm -hmm. her wise humble responses to my my sometimes foolish prideful responses yeah um i've watched her be patient with with our kids slow quick to hear slow to speak slow to become angry is, is something that characterizes Pam. And so she has been a great model for me in that, in that area. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been with Desiring God for um, since it began almost 30 years ago. And um, aside from that, um, at different times, I've been a worship leader in church, an elder, uh, like an, a bivocational pastor things like that and so um there's been various things i've the lord has led me into and out of over the years amen yeah
0: we gotta get we gotta get pam on the on the show too probably one of these days she could talk about uh pride and everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah you might learn more from her than me
0: okay cool so um yeah we're gonna get right into it john you know um I, I honestly am very curious for myself as to what really inspired or if there was anything in particular, a place, a season that you were in your life that really inspired you to write about Pride in the first place. Could you
1: could you recall that at all? Well, um, I don't remember. I know that that I wrote one of the articles you referred to in 2015
0: mm-hmm.
1: and another one in 2016. Um, and I I don't know when you're when when your job is to write, um, you're always cultivating yeah ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so um, so you're drawing from various things. So sometimes they're front burner, sometimes they're just things that have accumulated you've learned you know, to delve into, you know, uh, to to drive home. Um, and so I don't remember if these particular articles, uh, were relating to something at the time, um, what I was doing, I remember there, there was a, over a few years, I wrote a number of lay aside the weight of like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was working my way through it and I was, you know, whether or not any of them were front burner issues, they were all relevant issues because they're yeah. all things that I'm, that I have been trying to learn to lay aside as weights and sins that encumber me yeah so um they the the impetus for writing those articles was simply thinking through practically pastorally you know how how have i learned or or sometimes what do i need to learn uh, in order to to practically practice the laying aside of those sins right so that's really behind those particular articles but you know like like you know um you're never you're never rid of this yeah this pride part of you who just hangs on you like a monkey and yeah. you know and talk <laughs> and just is always talking to you yeah. You know, it's, it's this thing, it's this part of us, it's part of our fallen nature. And we're always trying to assert um, ourselves to either advance our desires or obstruct other people's desires. Yeah. You know, to be, if we see them as competing with our aims. Yeah. And so, so it's always there. Yeah. Something that we are called to die to daily. And That's so when so. we, so laying aside Pride, in a sense, isn't something that's a once off Like you just master, it. you get these things, you get these principles. Um, hopefully, what the the articles that I wrote are things we can, you know, to carry with us. Yeah. But it's but it's a martial art. It's not like a, a formula. It's a martial art where you have to learn mm. how to how to respond to pride's. You know, the way pride is sort of trying to mm. insert itself. You yeah know, you know, how to block it how to you know um or put in, and so it's a it's a it's a martial art that you have to learn by developing awareness awareness of that inner drive to exalt yourself um and it's very canny i mean it's very, it's, it's tricky um, yeah it looks because it can it just takes different forms yeah depending on what your circumstances. So sometimes you feel sometimes you're asserting yourself in, in some kind of a, a controlling way. Yeah. And sometimes you're you're trying to pose as as, you know, um, passive or or, or amiable but really what you're doing is you're trying to subtly manipulate somebody mm. to do your will so it's a softer form. And other times it's kind of the self-flagellating self deprecating thing, you know, I'm just I'm horrible and 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 um and that's part of the unholy lowliness yeah. that, that you've referred to you knew your... about that one yeah <laughs> so um but it's but that's also this self-pity is often a manifestation of pride at least and for me it usually is yeah. usually usually it's, it's um, i'm such a loser yeah and that's just pride manifesting itself through weakness trying to elicit other people's sympathy mm. maybe manipulating them or maybe excusing myself it can be doing all kinds of different things but so pride fighting pride is a martial art that we just have to learn how to become more adept at
0: i love the way you put that um it was interesting because after i had i like god took me out of like you know just doing the podcast on a weekly basis for about like three months which is the longest break i've ever taken since i started it and when I came back, like, I felt so refreshed and renewed. And like, I realized that God was bringing me out of, you know, that prideful issue that I was dealing with. And when I had, you know, put out all these episodes, I had a friend that actually reached out to me. And I thank God that she reached out to me. She knows who she is. And she just felt it on her spirit to tell me that, like, do understand that just because, you know, God is delivering you out of it doesn't mean that you're not going to have those times and have those days where like you're gonna feel like you're not making that progress because the pride really turned up a notch at that time and ultimately that the progress of our deliverance when it comes to our sanctification when it comes to getting over sin doesn't always look like a straight line up right or it doesn't look like an immediate fix like you said it's a martial art um i like the way you put it like that but sometimes i see the progress as you know it's gonna look like this you know And by God's grace, we continue to go up. And that's that's the point until one day we're perfect, you know, after resurrection and everything like that. But, you know, as for right now, there's going to be times where it's great for us to make progress, but we have to consistently die daily and we have to consistently understand that this is a enemy that's not just going to go away and never come back you know, is going to go away and maybe take a different form and come back in another way that might even not look recognizable with the previous way. And, you know, another thing that you said that I love was how that self-pity was the manifestation of pride for you, because that's the same how it was for me. You know, we were talking about it, you know, before we started recording, but really my testimony was that I was so crippled by the insecurities that I had. And I always knew that I had pride, but I never recognized the crippling insecurities that I had as pride until the way you put it in your article was that when we have such a high self-image of ourselves, yet the realities of our lives tell us that we are not that high self-image, that we're too slow, we're not smart enough, we're not this enough, we're not that enough, that the, the real anxiety and the real insecurity, and I'm paraphrasing what you're saying, but... It exists in the chasm that exists between our high self-image and the reality that we experience from day to day. So my insecurities stemmed from me automatically. I saw myself as such a high person, but like when I got rejected or when I failed at something or when I wasn't chosen for something, it weighed down on me more than it should have. You know, to the point where I, 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 I so much devalued myself. And it's crazy because I, I was, I wanted God to remove it. I wanted God, you know, give me confidence, all that different stuff. But really, I should have been praying for humility the entire time. Like to think that all of those feelings stemmed from my own sin, you know, is just so crazy to me. I, I never saw sin to, at least like, I recognize that sin could be hurtful to us, right? Like, you know, um, like sexual immorality or something like that, or doing something bad that makes you go to prison. But pride is unhealthy for us in the way that it can make you think of yourself so lowly. And when you said that, that when you wrote that, that, that like really, that was like a light bulb just went in my head. And, and you know, I just thank God for it. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what what are the ways that you have seen whether it's in your own life or in the life of people that you've taught or mentored where pride would take shape and just become such a danger in their lives um or i'm sorry let me ask that in particular because i'm I'm talking about pride and, and pride is about everybody but let's talk about that in particular to men since it's men's Month. i almost forgot
1: <laughs> yeah no um no it's a good it's a good question and it's a it's a broad question you Mm. you mentioned insecurities yeah Uh, insecurity to me is like the is like where where pride runs amok you know Mm, yeah it kind of runs wild because you're 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 let you're you're trying to grab you're grabbing hold of something to give you a sense of confidence or you, know, you get you're you're feeling yeah um, you're feeling sort of unmoored and so um it's like it's like when you start to skid in a car and you're overcompensating in your in your turns mm. um that's what tends to happen in insecurity and we and that, and so we can usually spot people who are insecure by the way they are responding they're either they're either sort of over the top boastful yeah about Things or or confident, or they always gotta be sharing their opinions and and telling you, showing you how much they know. Those kind of things. Yeah, um, that's one way that insecurity is is playing. We, we kind of feel it, like, hey, you know, just relax. Yeah. Um, and then, but insecurity also makes us hide. We're, trying, yeah. you know, we're yeah. trying to cover up the from to be from places that we feel exposed. We don't want to be exposed. We don't want to be ashamed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And nice. so that sense of. That sense of shame, we, we have the sense of shame and we're trying to hide it and the pride is the wanting to, to hide it. Um, and what I mean by that is when it, we just want to hide it from from everybody, it doesn't yeah. mean that we got it doesn't mean we got to air out all the yeah you know, details to everybody. But but um, when we don't want to tell anybody. Um, then we know pride is at play, and we're trying when we're trying to present to everybody a certain face, a certain level of competence, a certain level of you know whatever, um, and we're hiding these areas of that we're ashamed of, mm-hmm. to one degree or another, our insecurities, you know. So even when we feel like I should be further along, or I I I sh- you know, I should be excelling more at what I'm doing, or people should, I you know Lord, if you're you know, if you're blessing me, wouldn't you be blessing me with more listenership or readers or yeah, whatever. Um, or a pastor might feel like, uh why don't why can't I draw more people or you know, to hear my preaching? Or yeah um, all those things. You know we as men, um know that we are we derive a sense of our of our self value our the affirmation of our worth by by the success in terms of how it's measured in in the environment around us by the peers that we respect yeah and if we don't feel like we're measuring up like you said like it, like i think every guy understands what you mean when you say like i i felt like i was up here but i wasn't performing down here yeah and 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 between here and here is that area of shame Mm. you feel you feel feel i'm not i'm not as much as i want to be and think i should be and kind of think i am yeah but I'm not acting like it. And mm. and so we're either trying to compensate for that, or we're
0: yeah. we get
1: angry or frustrated, it, it all comes out. Um, but that's, that's the area of insecurity. Yeah, and it runs amok, it, it makes pride kind of go crazy, because you're because we're looking to either hide, or project mm. um, something that, that isn't accurate. Yeah. You know, either not who we really are truly are, or it's, it's maybe who we want to be, and we want other people to, to see us as so yeah. Um, and then and then pride's like, we're vulnerable then to pride's influence really, really vulnerable. Uh-huh. And humility, then is coming to terms with who we are, who we are before god and who we are before others and um receiving the grace that god has for people like us yeah sinners like us deficient defective people limited um and then also um Being as as much as we can uh, honest with others, you know, just 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 a level of frankness and honesty. Um, Just being who we really are. Yeah. As much as we can be with other people and especially, of course, to those who are around us. and uh, not trying to get them to enter the game of of projecting publicly who you want others to think you are yeah uh, don't tell them this or don't you know um, all those kind of things so I mean we as men are just really vulnerable yeah to yeah. the use of pride to to project or cover
0: okay um I want to stay on that vulnerable piece because I think, yeah, vulnerable and manhood often don't go hand in hand, especially when we talk about the world's definition of manhood. Um, But I think that even the world more like increasingly has become aware of how men need those spaces in order to be vulnerable and get things off their chest. And I think we can all, you know, understand the importance of that. Um, But with that comes the fear of, what you're saying and how you're opening up to someone, um, might backfire, you know, like, of course there's a pride piece where like, you don't want to be seen as this lower version of yourself, according to your own definition. But then there's also the fear of, you know, your business getting spread around. And now like, you know, rather than working through your, working through your pride and and trying to be vulnerable now, like, you know, the entire world kind of is your victim, right? Um, so I guess what I wanted to ask you is, do you have those people in your life that you are able to be vulnerable with? And how did how do you discern who to be vulnerable with in the first place, just so you're comfortable, um, and you can, you know, work your way through, um through pride? And yeah, that's, that's what
1: I'll ask. Um, Well, yes, I do have people in my life with whom I can be vulnerable. Um, uh, My wife, Pam, is obviously, um, I I shouldn't say obviously, because that's not necessarily true with all married couples, Um, Mm. but um, but she happens to be, for me, I would say, like the safest person that I know. So for me, on planet Earth, she's the safest person, meaning I... Am, I am me um, with her.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not around her. Hmm. And um, and everybody needs. Everybody needs people like that. And it's not that it's not that we you know that like with other people we're hypocrites. Yeah, but but with people that you don't know well, you're not going to just air everything out to you know i mean that, there's wisdom there you know we're, we are to be um as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves jesus says mm. like, to, to know to know um when and who and with whom to share things yeah um there there's a discernment there and um and and then of course i've got um men in my small group with whom I can I can be um, who I am and talk openly about various struggles sins and weaknesses and and as well as as um, other things just just I can share life with yeah and then I've got some close friends um, who have been who walked with me for years decades Um, uh, my older brother Jim would be one of those so um, it's not like we're it's not like we're talking a, a lot, but there's that's open communication. There's a, a sense of, of of vulnerability because we're safe with each other. You know, we have we, we love each other, we, we seek to strengthen each other. Now how do you how do you discern those people is a is is not an easy thing to just define. Because it yeah. is a it's, a it's a discernment is you know I don't want to overplay this martial art thing too much <laughs> no, but just it. just this is this applying of of wisdom to what you observe and making an appropriate judgment based on mm. that so you're you're observing people I think key. To finding people who you can be vulnerable with is being one of those people, mm. um, because because when we become safe to somebody else, they tend to open up. Mm. Because what what's required is trust, yeah. right? So if you're going to have that kind of relationship with, with anybody else there's got to be a, a sense of mutual trust and um and in order to um, have the have the the trust trust yourself to somebody else it usually means you're proving yourself trustworthy to them so being the kind of person who is safe to Divulge to. Who is very careful with other people's reputation. Who um, is very slow to judge. Mm-hmm. Listens carefully. Doesn't doesn't offer quick fixes or or. Um, but is willing to listen and, and sit with things for a while and and like. If you're that kind of person, you're, you're going to find other people um, wanting to talk about what matters to them and what, what upsets them or what they're grieving over or what they're battling, um, the things they're struggling with. They're, they're going to, because everybody wants people to confide in, right? Yeah. Everybody, like We all want that. And so we are looking for people. Um, but if we begin by, by being that kind of a person, which means, you know, you, you share, you know, you, 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 you can, you can just kind of tell as almost as soon as you talk with somebody, if there's a, a, a level of humility, um, you know, you probably, you probably can think of some people that you just, you met them for the first time and you start talking with them and like immediately you knew, yeah. like you could t- talk to them um and that's an intuitive thing it's not just you know there's no exact how to's to do that other than just being authentic and Mm. and humbly authentic because if you are authentic and you're and you're humble you tend to be a safe person to talk to Mm. yeah um if you're marked by honesty love you, you actually care for people um you care about what they're going through? You you're asking them questions about yeah. them, listening carefully to what they say and you're not know, needing to impress them. So men especially. Um it's you know it's a competitive world and we're used to competing. We're used mm-hmm. to def- we're used to defending and we're used to attacking, you know. Um in order to, in order to make our way in the world. Um, but if but if you will will authentically care for another person's soul because you care about their well-being, not it's, it's not this this competition. You don't see them as a threat or a tool, or a way to get ahead, or an asset, or mm. liability, um, but you see them as a as a soul, mm. a soul that God has made, and a soul that God cares for, and therefore has inherent value. And you care for them, um, you will likely draw people with whom out find yourself having people to whom you can talk to um because other authentic people and humble people are discerning that in you does that make sense
0: no absolutely no i'm very happy you said that too no thank you so much yeah that was a beautiful answer um yeah, I, I, yeah, we all need that person. We all need those people, even even a blessing if it's more than one person that we can be vulnerable with. Um, I guess I want to. I really want some people to come away with. Maybe not. It's, it's, sometimes it's hard to have practical applications when it comes to <laughs> talking about something that is really a transformation of the heart. Um, but what are some? pieces of advice. I mean, this whole episode so it has been pieces of advice, but we're talking to the man that really wants to be intentional about dying to himself, dying to the pride that he has each day. Um, what are some more practical or specific, maybe meditations or devotions or just ideas, things that he should do to make sure he's intentional about uh, really inviting humility into his life?
1: Well, at the risk of sounding like i'm going to give a, a sunday school answer <laughs> um i would suggest paying close attention to jesus mm. because because here is this paragon of godly m- masculinity mm-hmm. The more time you spend observing him in in the gospels the more time you spend actually really listening carefully to what he says mm-hmm. the more uh, i think i was talking about you can you can kind of see layers that begin yeah to, or you or to use a different metaphor like th- this is deeper there's there's depths here that you don't see um you don't see it the first time you read it, or or you don't see it at the at the phase of life. now I'll give you one example of how I'm drawing from from a parable of Jesus, kind of okay. about having my mind blown by such a familiar parable, um, where I see a father's wisdom um, in ways that I didn't see before. So it's the it's the it's the parable of the prodigal son. Mm. And I'm now, um, I'm 58 years old. And so I'm now reading this parable at the age that possibly this father could have been back then, you know, Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. We're not told Jesus doesn't talk in that level of detail. Mm-hmm. He's got two adult sons and, um, um And there are things that now at this phase of life that I see that I didn't see before that, that in in which I see the humility and wisdom of the father. So, so in other words, um, you know, we see that, that the the young son comes and asks for his share of the inheritance. So he's going to go away Mm -hmm. and and which he does. And the father probably knows that he's going to squander it. Um, and he gives. The son, the inheritance. Uh, I don't know if that's ever struck you as odd. But if my son, I had to ask myself a question. If my son came to me and asked for, for, like, his cut of the inheritance, my, you know, things that I have worked years to accumulate, worked hard, yeah, and I knew he was going to squander it, would I give it to him? No. I, don't, I think my small group guys might rebuke me if I did. You know, like, like yeah. what are you enabling? So, so, the son knows that that a certain amount of the inheritance is his. Um, typically, it's when the for when after the father passes away, but but the father gives it to him, so he goes and he squanders it, and he so he. But then he the son comes back. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because he has he has just shamed his father. He has squandered his wealth. Um, he brought shame on the name of that family and the name of that father. In in where, back in that culture, which is different from ours, that was a massive transgression against another person yeah why did the son feel like he could come back in the first place yeah i started asking myself that question Mm. he now he knew the the character of his father yeah and as a father now myself and and feeling what i do in my heart toward my adult children um I understand the, the father's response of, of seeing this boy come, this man, young man coming back home and he runs down the road. And um, now the son has has practiced this, this uh, speech he's gonna give. You know, I'm not worthy to be your son, just take me in as one of your servants. And I even hear that differently now that I went, used to when I was younger, when I was younger, I kind of heard that as, well, maybe I have a chance here at least to get a job, you know, get something yeah. to eat. Um, maybe dad will just take me in as a slave. Um, I now think, um, he, I think he's expecting his father to be gracious because he knows his father. Mm. And I feel like, and I think his own shame may be as much behind the speech as you know, just hoping to have some someplace. Just like 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 I don't deserve to be your son. Like I don't. Mm. That's um, just like you know, the shame of, of facing him. Yeah. Be I'd rather be your slave, and the father doesn't even let him finish the speech. And he puts a ring on him. Yeah. And a robe, his best robe, the robe of honor. And he throws this party and he's and he, and what is his father happy about now if pride was controlling this father his father wouldn't have he'd have seen him coming down the road
0: gone yeah. back in the
1: house told his told you know one of his servants to tell him yeah um and uh it would have gone a very very different way mm. uh, would he and, and what why does that make this father humble it's because the father cares about the soul of his son mm. that's what makes him rejoice you know he mm. my son is no longer dead he's a, he's come alive yeah and that's what I care about I you know more than my wealth and more than my name um more than whatever like you came home you're coming home yeah and of course the, the older brother doesn't act that way. The older brother won't come in. Yeah. The older brother lets his father have it with what he thinks about that decision because that older brother um has various you know manifestations of pride happening there. Yeah. One thing he doesn't care about is his younger brother's condition, his soul. Yeah. You know, um and so so that's just a, those are those are ways in which which you begin to the more you sit with it um the more you begin to see and sometimes as you get older you see you see different things so you so anyway that's a long rambling answer and i'm sorry about that nah, but, that's cool. but, but but the best in order to know how how do you what practical ways can you use to um to what kind of exercise humility i would say you know more opportunities to exercise humility are within our grasp than we want but mm. you know um and it's, if you are if you're an adult man there's lots in your workplace and with your friend group and in your church and like um you look at look at what you f- find yourself resisting wanting to do. Mm. If you really want to know where there's probably places to die to yourself, you know, the, the, the problem is <laughs> the pride in us wants it to be kind of heroic, sort of this sort of a stoic self-sacrifice of, you know, because we can kind of be proud of that, that kind of looks good. The the things that really humble you don't give you those kinds of strokes. They actually, but they 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 cost you in different ways. Um, and you don't. It's the things that you know, like you intuitively like you just I don't want to do that, or I don't want to. I don't want to listen to that person. Um, I try to avoid that person because they bug me. Mm. Um, I nah, I'm not gonna work with kids. You know, in the kids department, I'm not gonna. You know like what do you like um, what are you not gonna do um and ask yourselves why maybe there are good reasons but you know there are numerous things in which that we find ourselves not wanting to do um it can be a very little thing like last night my wife wanted to play scrabble and um she always beats me and i don't want to <laughs> I don't want to play.
0: I feel you on that one.
1: (laughs) I don't want to play. I felt that resistance, and I went, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna play," because it would make her happy.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm making me happy right now.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a little trivial thing, but but that gives you a little illustration. Like like, where do you find that? Yeah, those are often the opportunities to die to yourself in ways, aren't going to win you points yeah they're going to just cause you to lay your life down in small ways and in larger ways and so that would be one thing to do and then watch how jesus responds to people watch how he watch how he responds to people he's unpredictable you you can't pick him down um and uh you know humility is not is not you know this uh sort of meek thing uh, humility is a strength. Mm. Pride is pride is a weakness that looks strong, mm. uh, because it's it's selfish and manipulative. Yeah, humility is a strength yeah. that looks meek. I mean, when it's true Whoa. humility, it's a strength that looks meek and kind of and can come off can look like you're you're, you're weak, but it's not, because most most people don't most guys don't have the guts to be humble that's the that's the thing we don't have the courage it takes courage if you're Mm. really going to be humble to be who you really are to not be who you aren't to be willing Mm. to actually serve other people because you care about their souls and not because of what they can do for you or or not because of you know whatever uh, it's not going to get you strokes and, and, you know, you're not going to get public acclaim and uh, you're not going to get likes on your social media, uh, whatever. It's not going to earn you money. Like that doesn't take courage to pursue those things. Yeah. It, it might take assertiveness. It might take initiative, you know, creativity, uh, organization, those kind of things that we like leadership, you know, these, these things that we say, but, but that doesn't necessarily take courage, but it does usually take courage. To be humble yeah humble enough to actually care about other souls more than yourself to have this mind which is yours in christ jesus who though he was in the form of god did not count equality with god of him to be grasped but made himself nothing and took the form of a servant hmm Philippians chapter
0: two so yeah i was thinking about that the whole time (laughs) that's courage that is
1: that is courage
0: yeah no amazing yeah i love that i love that answer i was thinking about that the entire time i love how you know when you explain it that when you when you're explaining it, it really tells me that you know pride is a self-centeredness and the way to combat that pride is being able to focus on other people and focus on other souls. That's right. right. I've actually realized how pride has held me back from being able to put somebody else first or really just having more space in my head to think about somebody else beside myself. Um, So I I think that that is an amazing practical thing that we can do to combat pride. It's legit care and think and concern ourselves yeah. about someone else's soul rather than concerning ourselves about us all the time um that's excellent i love that i love that um yeah i know like we are we, we're kind of at time but um i guess the, really the last thing i want to say is is really just to give you the space if there's any other form of advice or something that you would say to a man um maybe even like a let's, let's be even particular, just like an unmarried man. Um, I think that that like kind of is the, is the majority of those that are listening for us, unmarried men navigating this life, wanting to be humble in a world full of that really just feeds, tells us, encourages us to feed our pride. Um, what, what are you going to say to that person? Just like, one one sixty second blurb if you had the opportunity to sit him
1: down. I would say to a single man who look um. when you're young they so so oftentimes it's when you're you know kind of in the phase of when you're single mm-hmm. or, or newly married but there's this phase of of sort of establishing your course your career mm. it's it's a, it's a foundational phase you know and then then you know like you think so just think your 20s kind of foundational 30s you're building yeah. you know like those kind of so you're so in your foundational phase um that's a that's a call okay yeah um it's not like like being concerned about that and thinking about that is not wrong it doesn't mean you're prideful um that's what that phase of life is for mm-hmm. but the way pride is going to get a hold of you is you're going to be obsessed with laying a foundation for making a name for yourself and a, and mm-hmm. make yourself a success and you are going to look you're going to look all over the place for opportunities to advance that you're going to kind of be that's your lens yeah that that will be your that will tend to be your lens like like, what is this going to get me how is it you know what's this and and you're going to need within especially within your local church your friendship group and your look and within your local church um develop the habit now of seeing others as souls and finding like what not not how can this ministry advance <laughs> my goals yeah and my career kind of kind of help me how can i can, you know how can i get that to synergize and, and advance me what what do the people around me need what do they need What does my church need? What's the need of this people? Um, Apart from what it does for me, what does it need? What do they need? How can I meet it? Jesus said, "I did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give my life a ransom for many." So I've gone over sixty seconds. I'm sorry, but um, it's it would be what, what do the people around me need? And, uh, habits that will serve you well, even, you know, should you become a husband and and father someday, but you will always need it because you are going to be surrounded by people who need to be cared for and loved and served. And uh, that's why God has given you your gifts it's not just, it's not primarily to make a name for yourself. It's to make, it's to um, be a means of grace to somebody else, as well as receive from others grace. You're here to make a name for Jesus. Yeah. And by this will all people know that you are my disciples, by the way that you love one another. Hmm. That's you know john thirteen thirty five right so that that is the family resemblance that's what your life is about,
0: yeah um yeah that one that one's convicting that one's convicting John that's actually very very timely um thank you for that mm-hmm. thank you for that and uh thank you for your time. Uh, just being here and yeah i really appreciate this conversation um this conversation has told me about areas that i need to work on um and like you said you know really what we're learning about combating pride is a martial art right it doesn't it doesn't just go away forever you know even if it goes away for a season it comes back in a new shape um and i really do hope that for all those that are listening that you know All of these can be useful tools for you, um, useful information for you um, just to continue to die daily. And wow. Yeah, that is so funny that you said that last note, though, because that's (laughs) that's funny. That that's a big one. That's a big one. Uh, I personally can can admit that 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 is something I need to work on. So, um, yeah, John, uh, thank you. Uh, I don't know if I mean you kinda gave your last words, but I don't know if you had any last words just for everybody. But um did you did you have any any last words?
1: Um I don't I don't think so. I probably rambled on enough. Your your listeners are probably ready to <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> They could pause it and come back whatever they want. Cause that's how podcasts work. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Um once again uh john bloom co-founder and now teacher and writer for desiring god thank you so much for coming to church confessions and uh just imparting the wisdom that god's given you on all of us uh hopefully this is not the last time we get to have you on this show and for all of you that are listening that are watching thank you so much tuning in once again um we're going to continue you know talking about manhood we're going to continue to redefine it um throughout this month and i appreciate you all for tuning in um and i'll see you guys next week i love you guys Have a great week. Peace.